Yesterday, surrounded by coal miners and coal executives, President Trump signed a sweeping executive order meant to reverse Obama administration policies on power plants and climate change, which were meant to fulfill the United States' commitments to reduce emissions under the Paris Climate Accords. The executive order will require federal agencies to reconsider or revise numerous emissions-related rules, and some states and environmentalists are already gearing up to sue over possible changes. The eventual impact of the order, meanwhile, is not yet clear. Here with us to talk about the president's executive order are Charles Warren, a partner at Kramer, Levin, Neftalis, and Frankel, and Patrick Parenteau, a professor at the Vermont Law School. Pat, the uh, executive order the president signed is entitled Promoting Energy Independence and Economic Growth. What will this order do to promote American energy independence? It's not do much. Uh, the order can be broken down in three parts. One is the immediate effect, which is to repeal uh, many of the Obama administration policies and guidance with regard to reducing carbon pollution that's causing climate change and also preparing for the already uh, evident impacts of climate change. So those those things that were not formal rules were wiped off the books with, with a stroke of a pen. The other thing, of course, is that he's directed all of the agencies of government to look at their their rules, policies, procedures, and and see which ones are standing in the way of, pro of production of domestic energy with an emphasis, of course, on oil, gas, coal, and nuclear, and only slight mention of renewables and other uh, resources. So those are the immediate things, the lifting of the coal moratorium on public lands that was put in place because studies have shown that coal, federal coal is being sold at below market value and and the United States is actually losing money uh, on coal leasing. Um, that, that's been lifted, so that's an immediate thing. And then there's a whole and a much more important second uh, category of rules that are already on the books, like the Clean Power Plan, like the methane rules for new oil and gas facilities and so forth. Um, I'll let Charles talk about some of this as well. And for those, the rule does, the order does nothing. Uh, those will have to go through notice and comment rulemaking under the Administrative Procedure Act. They'll then be challenged in court. And as many commentators have said already, and I'll just repeat, it'll be years before we know whether any of these proposed rollbacks of rules that are already on the books will actually be upheld by the courts. Chuck, what do you consider to be the most hurtful to the environment of all these possibilities? Well, I think if you look at the, the rules, obviously the clean power plan, if it were to be overturned, that could be extremely hurtful. And um, then the methane rule and the flaring of methane and... Uh, also, uh, you know, now they're, they're looking at uh, one of the things that they can do right away is uh, the Obama administration had basically said you have to consider the effects of climate change and all kinds of decisions. Now that's going to be reversed. But, but I think one of – I think, though, as Pat said, a lot of this stuff, you don't really know if it's going to happen. One of the things, though, that uh, you don't know is that – the effects of these actions, if you look at them on an international, in an international sense, could really uh, sort of slow the momentum from the Paris uh, Climate Accords and give countries like India, and I think less with China, because I think they're really moving forward uh, for other reasons. Uh, 
place like India, which is really becoming uh, one of the biggest greenhouse uh, gas emitters, could really take advantage and say, well, the United States looks like they're not really too interested in pursuing these uh, climate change goals. And so I think, uh, you know, we're an emerging economy and we're growing and we're going to, I think we, we may have to put some of that on the back burner. So that, to my mind, uh, is one of the fallouts that could really end up uh, hurting the climate change effort uh, more than some of these other things, because I think for a variety of reasons, Pat touched on some of them, and I'll just add another one. I think the economics of uh, coal just are pointing to the fact that it's not going to be, it's not going to come back. And to the extent that you could talk about some possible new coal jobs, I mean, a lot of the, any new coal exploration will likely be done with machines more than men. So I think that, I think that's not going to have much of an impact, but I have a concern about what it means for the uh, global effort uh, if you just take the United States out of the kind of leadership role that we had under the previous administration. Environmental groups and a coalition of mostly Democratic states and cities have called uh, President Trump's executive order on energy dangerous and illegal. The order directs federal agencies to begin reconsidering and rolling back policies implemented by the Obama administration to combat climate change and fulfill American commitments under the Paris Climate Accords. We're talking about the president's executive order with Chuck Warren, a partner at Kramer Levin, and Pat Parenteau, professor at Vermont Law School. Pat, we've been talking about how it's going to take a bunch of agency action here uh, to implement a lot of the things the president says he wants to do uh, to roll back these regulations. And this coalition says it's going to sue uh, over whatever it is that they do. How much freedom of action do these federal agencies actually have to roll back the rules that the Obama administration implemented? Well, they've got to go through the same process they went through to build up the rules, to con- to adopt the rules, to uh, repeal them. Um, and that's all governed by the Administrative Procedure Act. It requires public notice and comment. In some instances, it may require public hearings or meetings um, and a chance for people to weigh in and a response to their comments. It requires a, a factual basis, a scientific basis, uh, a legal basis. Um, so, you know, you can't snap your fingers and say, I don't like this rule, I'm going to repeal it. Um, you've got to go through a, a lengthy uh, administrative process first, and then, as I said earlier, that inevitably will be followed by litigation challenging whatever the new rules uh, that the uh, uh, Trump administration adopts. Uh, th- that'll have to go through judicial review process the same way the Obama rules did, and that's why I and others have said it'll be years, frankly, before we get a final resolution. And that will probably have to come from the United States Supreme Court. And who knows who will be sitting there uh, when and if these rules finally make their way there. Chuck, the Clean Power Plan was the cornerstone of President Obama's effort to combat climate change. It is in court, and the Trump administration is asking a federal appeals court to put its review of the CPP on hold. What will happen in that case? Well, actually, I I don't know if they're going to put it on hold, because uh, effectively, a couple of things can happen. If they make a decision and uphold it, it still have to go to the Supreme Court because there still is that, you know, a stay that's in place. And so um, it, 
and if they make it, if they make a decision against it and say that you know, and if they want to send it back to EPA, then obviously EPA it'll go back to EPA, and that'll be a big defeat for the environmental side. But I, I don't think it, I don't think it makes much sense for the court to really put it on hold now, because uh, even if they decide to uphold it, it still has to go to the Supreme Court, and it's still going to take a while before it's uh, decided. And um, I think one thing to point out in this, though, is that more than this rule, it's the economics that have been driving things. And uh, the, the use of coal is way down because the price of natural gas is low. We have an abundant uh, source of natural gas that's going to continue. And a lot of utilities have moved away from coal. I mean, the only thing you'd get out of this is you'd run a few more old coal plants longer. I don't know that that would lead to any increase in jobs. It probably not, and it wouldn't really do anything vis-a-vis independence. Uh, in fact, we're pretty independent now, and every all the forecast looks like we're going to become even more independent. So, I, I think it's. In one sense, uh, I, the clean power plan is very important, but I think that the, the facts and the economics are inexorably leading to where the clean power plan wants to go anyway. Well, speaking of the economics, Pat, you know, the, the order, as we've been discussing, kind of emphasizes coal and oil uh, a lot in what the president's trying to promote. What is the impact likely to be of this order on the renewable energy industry, which has been growing so much? I agree wholeheartedly with Chuck's comments. You know, Trump can try to repeal administrative rules, but he can't repeal the market and he can't repeal science. And both things are moving inexorably forward. And on the science side, of course, it's it's all bad news. You know, the effects of climate change are bad and getting worse all the time. They're irreversible. The science is unmistakable, and there's nothing he can say or do that will change any of that. And on the economic side, uh, you know, just to cite one uh, factor here that you'll be you'll recognize, Moody's Investor Services has just pro- pro- uh, projected 56 gigawatts of Midwest coal-fired generation uh, is at serious risk of, of closure um, in the next few years. So um, the market is moving very strongly towards renewables. There are still, still big obstacles uh, to full deployment of renewable storage being the biggest one. Uh, but, you know, there's lots of work being done uh, to overcome those obstacles, and there's very, very, every reason to believe that they will be overcome. The grid is, is modernizing and getting smarter all the time. It's integrated. Uh, already we're seeing that solar – um, is outproducing every other fuel for electricity in terms of job creation five to one. In fact, solar is the fastest growing sector of the employment market right now. So those are just a few of many indicators uh, that the Trump order is cutting against uh, where the market is going and certainly against where, what the science says we need to do uh, to provide a safe, sustainable future and Not on, just for Americans, but for everybody on Earth. And on that note, Bloomberg New Energy Finance forecasts that wind and solar energy will grow 51% over the next three years, even without the clean power plan. So, Chuck, do you see some of these states that are taking on climate change benefiting from the market on renewable energy? And maybe at, at the end of a few years, they'll have the market cornered. Well, 
I, I, June, I think that's a good point in the sense that California has been sprinting ahead on renewables. And, and I just saw something where there's like over 200,000 jobs just in California uh, for in the renewable energy sector. And I do think that the states that move ahead in this area are going to be catching the wave here of employment. And to put that in perspective, the coal industry now employs something like 67,000 jobs. It's obviously way down from what it was 25, 30 years ago. And if you just look at the state of California and renewables, you're over 200,000 jobs. So you're looking in what if you really want to do something about jobs, you put the focus on renewable energy. As Pat, I mean, I agree with what Pat was saying completely. Well, Chuck, Chuck, what, thank you. That's that's uh, that's Chuck Warren, a partner at Kramer Levin, Neftalis and Frankel, and Pat Parenteau, a professor at Vermont Law School. Thanks very much for being here on Bloomberg Law to discuss the president's executive order on energy and economic growth.